Go ahead, sir. There you are. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Muscle and the Hustle. We must be well up into the fuck, I don't know what number we are. We must be near... You should know. Two years. I would say we are probably about 100 and... Fuck, we must be really, really high now. We must be about 135 or something. 34, I'd say. Oh, is that what it is? Jeez, that was some some guess. You can roughly guess anyway, because one a week... Uh, for about a year and a half plus a couple of bonus episodes and that's us uh, we'll be glad to know there's no guests it's just me and Mickey as usual because we're two lazy bastards and never organise anyone and this week's topics are going to be a mixture we're going to go through self-doubt Mickey I forget the other topic self-doubt and daily practices I think daily practices is, is a beautiful one. I think that's absolutely. Well, you're practical. actually just getting your daily practices back in line now, from, aren't you? You you were getting your root getting back into routine. Listen, if you your, I don't know what they were calling reels. Are we doing reels about routine, or are we doing? Them? Yeah, I was just I was doing. I, I'm sort of just putting up everything and seeing because <laughs> what I found as well is a lot of people aren't just interested in your laugh because I'm sprawled it. Toasties, they're not interested in toasties. They're not interested in the egg and bacon sandwiches. No, do you know, people are interested in every aspect. It's like whenever you watch a YouTube video with somebody, they're not just interested in your training. They're interested in your food, your sleep, your routine, how you how you live, really. So I'm sort of just trying to give people, I think one thing a lot of people asked me for was they wanted a bit more into how I think. So uh, that's one of the reasons, like I'm going on Caroline McKenna's podcast tomorrow, and she was, she was like she wants to dive into perception as a full topic. So... Uh, just even daily practices I feel like that's something I had lost before and I feel like when you lose that the first thing you should be working on before you work on your business your body uh, should be actually your your mind yourself Joe I think there are things that practices that like you can go even off and what I mean by that is not meditation or journaling just thinking even small subtle things to yourself Joe like analyzing situations how you're maybe talking to people are you listening enough I feel like a lot of people just move from conversation to conversation or room to room or Joe activity to activity without actually thinking how did the last one go or how did this go how's my mood and I find the more I analyze that the more control I have I know that's a bit of a weird daily practice yeah. or rant but yeah I don't know really, some people can't shifting. listen like you know some if, if you ever get to a point in your life where you're like real stressed or everything's real busy and somebody's talking to you and you're listening but you're not listening you know it's just yes. like I heard what you said but don't ask me two minutes later what you said like you're listening but you're, it's just not getting in because there's too much noise going on in your head there's like certain times if you sit down like to do loads of work or you sit down like just to do anything and you're just like this isn't going to work this isn't going to happen today I'm just not so that that would be a sign that your routine or your daily routine or your day started really badly it's like that thing where if you wake up late and you miss your alarm it feels like your day didn't start right you know, you I feel agree. like you feel like you're behind, or but but in reality, like you may have only been five minutes late for work, but it just feels like everything's wrong, everything nothing's right because you started off on the wrong foot. How you do the little things is how you do everything, uh, in my opinion, Joe. And I feel like I've been guilty of that at time periods where you can focus on the big things and you miss out on the little things. Like just getting up five minutes earlier in the morning or getting up earlier can just save you being rushed, let you relax, let you start your day in peace. And then you're a lot more, it's not even a fact of you rush 
to work and there's all this going on. It's the fact that you're, if something gets thrown at you, you have no real bandwidth uh, to cope with it. So like your bandwidth for anybody that's listening would be like doing your energy or your mental bandwidth. So like if you're already stressed, rushing to work and there's traffic, you can't cope with it. It's not because you're late. It's because you don't have the the capacity mental for it. It's like yeah. if I'm really stressed at work and my ones throw a lot of stress at me, I sort of have to block it off and can't even help them because I have so much on. So one thing that I've definitely been guilty of, and I think most people are, is and I've noticed this with a lot of clients, is they, they take bandwidth in for everything they've got and they go, right, I can fit all this in my day, but they don't take bandwidth in for the curveballs. It's like yeah. if you feel a task is going to take you 60 minutes, give yourself, if you think Tesco shopping is going to take you an hour, give yourself 90 minutes to two hours because you might bump into somebody. Yeah. You might forget something. You might have to go back. You might have to get ready for it. Whereas a lot of people forget that buffer time. And I feel like that stretches people. And that all starts from the morning. Uh, I definitely think as much as I feel like morning routine can be a bit overkill, I do feel like it's very, very important. And it's something that it lets me ground my thought process for the day. Wherever, so my morning routine dictates whether the day goes complete shambles or not. Like it literally is. You win the morning, you win the day. Yeah, well... From the first moment you wake up, I would say it tells you everything about a person as well. From the first moment you wake up, you, you know, you get the person to wake up and lie in bed for an hour or two, or you get the people to wake up and get their day going. So that would, that would like scream at me what sort of, uh, sort of energy they have in the mornings. You know, you know, people, people struggle. Even it's the same in nighttime routine. You know, you, uh... I don't like interrupting you. I think it's rude, but do you think that comes from? Because I'm I'm trying to work on my uh, mindset. Coach said I should listen more, which is right. But do you think that that happens because people aren't looking forward to the day? Because I've noticed that's happened to me. I've 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 not got up because I'm almost like, oh my god, I have to do this today or that. You know, and I think you almost try and go back to dreamland or you dodge it or do you feel like that's a factor? Yeah, it, it definitely can be. A, it can be a factor that you're putting off doing something. No, it can, maybe even yeah. something as stupid like as uh, say someone that's got weigh-ins with you, and they're like, "Fuck, I don't know about this today." <laughs> and it's just lie on this other bit and hope the best, you know, you know. Or you're not happy in your job, or you're not happy in your home life. You're just, you just, you're, you can't be arsed. You're, you're in a wee bit of a funk that day, or you're in a bit of funk that week. Um, but I, I think it does say a lot about people that do lie on now. There is the other one where you get up and you get up slightly earlier and you have to and maybe it's a day off where you just decide, you know what? You're quite happy just to lie on and snooze a bit. There's nothing wrong with that either. You know, the, this whole like this whole bullshit about the five AM club, it, I think it was taken completely out of like context. There is certain people need to get up at five AM to get the shit done. You know. I don't think it's for I no, I don't know if it's for everybody. Now I don't I don't believe that if you have a normal job, you need to be getting up at five AM because successful people get up at five AM. If it suits you to get up at five AM, yeah. But I know a load of people that do the five AM thing and no word of a lie, come five o'clock in the evening, they aren't worth a fuck to anybody. Yeah, well, like I'm at home in Nuri. I was waking up at 5.45, 6. And out here, I'm probably waking up more like half 6. But 
I think it's for me. I know what you mean there. I think you have to take the trade offs. Like if if you're running a like for me, I can start my work early. So if I get up earlier, I can start work at half six. Yeah, and I can be done early. So for me, it's just it moves shifts forward. But you need so much energy for it today. So then I'm worth far less of a fucking night. So the thing is, yeah. what I notice sometimes is like my mum and dad and family members and stuff would get up quite a bit later than me. And what I noticed is I end up losing quite a lot of the day with them. It allows me to get my work in nice and early. Yeah. But usually most of my family time tends to happen around about 8 plus 8, 8 to 11 or 8 to 12. Yeah. Now, I'm not normally awake for a lot of So I think if you're a normal, if you if you're working a normal job and the only time you get with your other half is at night watching a bit of Italian dinner and you want to get about 5 a.m. to do the fucking ironing or something stupid, there's yeah. a fucking balance. Yeah, there's there, a very there, fine, fine line. There's definitely reasons. There's definitely reasons why people have to get up at 5. There's probably reasons why people have to get up before 5. Because they have to get shit done before their kids get up or before, you know, just before work starts, they have to get stuff done. But the trade-off and that's going to be the reversal at the top where you, you may not get as much time with your significant other or you may not get, you know, when the kids are doing, say, their homeworks or say, I don't know, if you still play football, you have football train or you have social stuff or, you you know, you go to some gym class in the evening your energy systems aren't going to be there so there is a trade-off but there's def- yeah. there's a difference when like someone like mark Wahlberg's talking about it when mark Wahlberg gets up at five or four a.m the difference of mark Wahlberg is he's got a chef there making him a wee shake when he gets up you know he's not having to worry about getting the kids out to school he's not having to worry about the iron and the cleaning he can probably take a bit of downtime he's probably getting b12 shots you know there's a lot of different things and I see a lot of people thinking they look at like millionaires and, and these sort of people and they go oh their their habits their daily practices is definitely what I need to because all millionaires get up at 5 o'clock in the morning that's not true but well, I do feel yeah. that you need to you need to kind of you, you need to lay out what's going to work better for your day so for a long time I would have at 8 right and then I would have worked all day and then went to the gym at night and it, it was busy, it didn't suit. Whereas for me, just swapping gym in the morning instead of gym at night, for me, gives me quicker workouts, more efficient, more focus, and it allows me to spend time at night with who I care most. Yeah. Now, if that didn't work because you know you had to step late at night and you can't get up earlier, that's fine. But it's life is literally just trade-offs. Like it's it's all just a balancing game. It's like I honestly do believe that balance is a, is a bit of a myth, to be quite honest. Uh, I feel like if you're going to be good at something, like we've went over this before, like I feel like my family life, my relationships have suffered a time because of the pursuit of like business to such a high extent in every field. And then like trying to say like, oh, you can have this, but you can't do that when you're building. You can do that once you're stabilized. That's why you'll see a lot of like successful people or people who have great physiques. They'll be able to maintain a lot once they have it but it's initially getting the wealth, getting the business, getting the body. It's a lot easier to maintain than to grind in and get it for the first place. Yeah. The initial grind in, it's like, I've used this analogy with you before. I went to a mindset course before and it's the ba- it's the bathtub thing. And we've got a lot of different listeners now. So I assume this will be quite useful. So I went to a mindset course before and this is very strange, but practically he said, no matter what you do in life, you imagine you're a bath, okay? So everybody listening, you're in a bath. Back to the plumbing Clean. analogies, guys. Yeah, I'd say it's loads since I went in them. But uh, so imagine you're a bath and there's all these taps around you, and each tap flows at 50% pace. And one tap is your f- social life, one tap is fitness, one tap is family, one tap is your job, one tap is your hobbies, whatever, whatever you have going on in your life, each is a tap. 
And at any stage, one tap requires more. So say for example, a family member gets sick. That tap dials up from 50 to 75%. That over 25% has to come from somewhere else. Normally what happens, most people is they don't take 5% off each other tap. They usually slap 25 or 30% off other things. For me, for example, when business dialed up to maybe a hundred time periods, I maybe cut socializing out to zero. Yeah. But that, that if, if you're aware of that, then that's fine. The problem is people get stressed whenever they're not aware of it and they, they feel like they're blindsided. Like I'm getting no balance. Of course you're getting no balance. You're trying to do a hundred things at once. So you don't have the time. Like every bit of water that's coming in from the taps is just a minute at a time. So it's prime example is if you are, and you'll see this all the time, when somebody starts a brand new relationship, the relationship goes to a hundred and the social life with the, the boys and the friends goes to zero and that person disappears. And that person will either refigure that out maybe three, six, 12 months, a year, three years or never. And they'll go, wonder why I have no friends because they never rebalance that top. Now, whether that's a subconscious decision, whether that's a normal decision, it's completely down to them, but they have made that choice. The problem is both individuals will feel like there was no choice. There's a clear, every decision, whether you make it or not, is still a decision that something people do not understand and do not break down. I'm guilty of that as well. Like if you neglect somebody, you neglect an individual, a family member, you 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 need to accept that no decision is still a decision and that that's not analyzing, that's not taking responsibility. So I feel like that's maybe a bit of a rabbit hole there, but that is sort of a thought process. I feel like- No, he's kind of hit the nail on the head. Like, Success, I don't think success comes from having a balance. I think if you want Anything to be successful, I think if you want to be successful or if you want to gain something, if you want to do something, you have to go almost all at it, but definitely a higher ratio at it than not at it. Um, it's the same as, as we're t- no, going back to the like the, the, the 5 a.m. or the 10,000 steps that people throw about. It's just a number, but it, it's the proof that. You know, if somebody wants to get something done or if they need to get something done, they'll just get up earlier and do it. It's not, the number isn't the important thing. The important thing is the action. In my opinion, anyway, it's the action that I need to get up four hours before I'd normally get up or three hours before I'd normally get up because I need to get this shit done. And as long as it's not a time sensitive thing that, you know, there's no point getting up at 5 a.m. if you do all your business in fucking Australia or whatever, you know. (laughs) Because it's, so you're going to be awake, wide awake, looking to chat to people and do business, and they're going to be sleeping. But you know what I mean? It's it's just it's just like it's a motion of you being intent to get stuff done, and that's that's kind of like that's why the daily practice is probably used by a lot of people that's successful. But it's it's it just it's a, like a, a show of strength to show that they'll get stuff done no matter how they get it done. Yeah, it, it, it's definitely a show of strength. It's probably a gloating thing as well. I feel like people that get up early almost have, but I feel like the way society is, it, it psychologically rewards people that get up early and beats down on people that sleep in as a winner's mindset or a loser's mindset. So I think, yeah, but then, then the same thing they're saying, oh, to be healthy, you need to get your eight or nine hours of sleep. But Joe Bloggs might only be getting to bed at 1 a.m. because he works. To twelve and the local Chinese, you know what I mean? Yeah, hundred percent. So and then and he sleeps to I nine in the morning. Then they're like, "Oh, you only get up at nine? Yeah, it's that thing, Joe. Like, even if you were to say, like, I got up, say, Sean got up, Sean was up to one last night working, for example, or half one. And usually, whoever's up first just will knock the other's door just to get the other one up, Joe, nice and early. So if I get up at six, I'll knock his door. Or if he gets up at seven, and I'm not up. Whatever is going on, proper wee housemates. 
Yeah, well, that's, you know, it's fucking support. And uh, he texted me last night, quarter past one or half one going, don't fucking knock my door. And I was just, I woke up and was laughing. But it's one of the things where he gets out of bed in the morning, right? And the first thing that comes to my mind is when he comes out the door and go, well, what time do you call this? And that is actually a negative. I didn't say that, but I was analyzing this because I've been journaling quite a lot lately. And I was like, although that's just a joke. Yeah. That frames him that he's done something wrong. Yeah, it's like someone saying to you, oh, you going back Joking for seconds there? you going back for seconds there? Yeah, like you don't mean it, but if you don't analyze that, that's where subconsciously you're either, you're either building people up or you're breaking them down. And I think if you don't analyze that enough, that's where shit goes wrong. And it's one of the things that I've been guilty of. And I think a lot of people are. Yeah. Like, Joe, you, you could be joking around with your friend being like, fuck me, you never pull a woman. Subconsciously, that's breaking him down. Whether you believe it or not, that is, and I'm, mate, trust me, if there's somebody who does not give two fucks and will say anything, it's me. But it's like, they're saying it once or twice as a joke. And then there's like re emphasizing stuff all the time. Like, a. Uh, yeah, small, small subtle things, and I think that's what I mean by analyzing. It. It's one of these daily habits that, like, maybe you go, "How could my interaction have been more positive with that individual?" And that sounds terrible, but even as simple as giving another meal, you hang around. When's the last time you gave your friend a compliment? I know that sounds ridiculous. It doesn't need to be you're a good looking lad, but fuck them. If you actually think their shoes are nice, he's got on. Fucking tell him, Joe. Stuff like that, I think, goes it, not even your not even your people. friend. Sorry to bother, not even your friend. But when was the last time like some people in a relationship give the other person a compliment? You know, oh, that, that's hell. out of the honeymoon period. Like I, I know a lot of people that's in relationships, and they they almost like do we jags at each other instead of like comment going oh isn't you know like well whatever like you're looking well tonight or beautiful gorgeous more like fuck what's going on there you know new trainers who do you think you are fucking kobe Bryant, you know <laughs> wearing a pair of basketball yeah. shoes you know what i mean you get stuff like that and then that can kind of go geez maybe maybe i shouldn't wear that like maybe i think it's yeah no i agree with you i think it's i think it's doing that right but then also no one is a joke the person will take it as a joke but if you see the way they take it and it's not like laughed off. Like if somebody called me that, I would generally burst out laughing. Uh, yeah. But then if you see somebody and you're like, Joe, you can tell by the way a person responds, like you need to then emphasize, it's actually a joke. I think they're fresh. Like if you say that immediately after, like for example, Sean came out of his room the other night and he actually said to me, because we, this sounds OCD, but me and him are really into this sort of mindset and analyzing thoughts and where we're going on. So even as we're talking to people, we're analyzing each other and seeing how we can be better because it's hard to do it whenever you're doing it so for example he said like the other night he put on uh, a white top and a pair of cargo bottoms and a pair of shoes and he came out and he was ironing his top or whatever and I turned around and goes cargo bottoms I goes fuck they're different I was like I think they're fresh and he was like turned around to me immediately and goes I was very 50-50 if I was going to wear these or not and he was like I'm fucking glad you said that I feel a lot better about them and I was like you don't realise it because he probably wouldn't normally turn around we're just like, we're just going over the top of each other but I was like you don't realise that and I think everybody knows that we thought process of like, does that look right? Does this not? But if somebody just goes, oh, don't know about that, then at least you're getting somebody. If somebody turns around and goes, no, that's on the money. It doesn't matter if it's not or if it is or not. The person's fucking ready anyway. So just telling them something negative is not going to help. No, it's not. It's definitely not going to answer the situation. Like it's. <laughs> I think for men, it's a bit of crack. Like for example, like when boys used to wear, like I wear white jeans out in the Holy Land or something, Joe. People turn around and be like, "Fuck me, it's Zach." Ever that's a joke. That's completely different. That's a one-off. You're wearing white jeans. You're Zach asking Ever. for it. It's it's Joe. It's one of the things. Joe, 
because I think he wore them in High School Musical or something. Uh, they'd be like calling, they'd say like the Zac Efron fucking Renegade or something. But it's one of the things where it's it's there's a, there's a balance. I feel like there is crack, and I I do feel like, and this is my sense of humor. I feel like nothing is off limits. Yeah. But there's also a balance in the individual who takes it. Like when somebody slags me and says something absolutely hilarious, like I can't stop laughing. Yeah. But I can tell sometimes when I say something to somebody, the way they respond, I'll be like, I'll make sure I'll say something different the next time so it's not reemphasized. I feel yeah. like you can do that very easily with Joe. It's stuff like my granny would have said to me, even Joe, like, oh, you're looking a bit chubby. And <laughs> sometimes these negative things uh, will be positive things because they'll. Like that's that's who I become. I became fitness because stuff like that spiraled me down that route. But at the same time, you're you're building people up around you or breaking them down. And well, if you don't think you're, uh, if you don't if you don't analyze it, you're not actually thinking about it. You're probably breaking people down more than you think. Well, it's pretty much how every villain in every Marvel or DC or Spider Man or Batman or Superman, every villain started normally with people being nasty to someone. Mm. Like if you think about it, and that's that's probably a, a, a kind of like a, not too far from the truth. If you think about it, like a lot of people that turn into like not so nice people are are normally subject to some sort of bullying when they're younger, or some some sort of not saying that being coming out with a cheeky remark, it's a bit of banter, yeah. But um, there's a fine line between going over that going over that line and not. But a lot of people, a lot of people that get bullied normally do turn into like not so nice people like a lot of, it does happen a lot because yes. they kind of mimic what they know and they have to like they have to like kind of i don't know it's just it's just one of those it's just one of those things where um people people that be treated badly normally mistreat other people in return who you become to i think is very dependent on it's a multi-dimensional factor so like i feel like it's a it's environment, nature versus nurture, but I also feel like it's, 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 I don't like the word luck, but it's also personal and self-development. If you become an asshole, you haven't actually tried not to be. I know that sounds yeah. terrible. Yeah. But that's why, for example, like I was bullied in school really, really, like quite a large amount. Uh, and it was one of these things where I, I was always very self-critical, self-analysis, self-aware. And I feel like that served me then in the long run. But then there's downsides to, to both sides of the coin, you know. It's one of these things where you, if you aren't, then sometimes, uh, what's that word? It's not the, not a word, it's a saying. It's like, uh, ignorance is bliss. That's the, that's yeah. the saying. Yeah. Sometimes that's nice for that, that side of the person. But I just feel like the main thing I want to get across is that I sometimes don't analyze what I say or what I do enough. So I know if I'm not, like I always said to my clients, I'm always like, if I don't weigh the odd bit of food that I cook, I know for a damn fucking sure you're not weighing everything. Uh, like I know that sounds odd, but it's one of them things where if, yeah. if everybody slips down, and it's not a case of like, I feel like it means you're the first person, like you'll always slag me about my calves. I'll always have a bit of crack with you about your hair, how scruffy and shit it is. But there's a balance. There's like this bit of crack, right? And the thing is, it's knowing the individual can take it so it's fine. And if that's how your friend group works and it's all banter, then that's sweet. Yeah. But it's one of them things I feel like whenever you analyze how things have went there is just that fine line between balance crack and i'd be the first person to say like nothing is fucking off limits well there's there and then there's also the thing where and i i went over this a few years ago with a certain fella he don't think he listens to us if he does he'll know what i'm talking about him if you like me and you yeah, joke about well 
Jeff Bezos. No, me and Jeff haven't been speaking for a while. Um, <laughs> if, like, me and you have the crack because we're friends, right? But say if, like, somebody, like, that does, it's not your friend and goes to you, oh, there's weak house. And you'd be like, oh, weak house, Tony, listen to the podcast. And you'd be like, all right, cool. And you'd laugh, but then you'd be like, like that's a that's a friend's joke. <laughs> it's not a... Yeah, that had me in Newcastle. You're, like, you're not in the circle. You know, yeah, you're, you're, no, I, I had this conversation with a fella. He's actually the fella, funny enough, the fella is from Newcastle. <laughs> and he started making a joke about someone to me, and I, I told him, I gave him a few warnings about it. And I kind of went, you know, you're not one of the boys, so you can't kind of come up with these jokes. If you're one of the boys, you could. And he was like, oh, all right, yeah, man, sorry. And I was like, ah, oh, grand, don't worry about it. And then about four months later, he started again. But it's because he's not, like, there's, there's friend's jokes, and then there's normal jokes. I uh, was in Newcastle the other, the other week with Ryan. We were going for a dip and we were walking down Main Street. And I don't like saying this, but like the old time in certain places now, like people will sort of joke, come over and have a bit of crack with me that I'll not know or ask me for a selfie or a photo, which is a bit up surreal, which is oh, a bit mental. That, you got the hair done, you see? Uh, the, the thing is, <laughs> Hollywood um, hair. Uh, and like it happened to me and the fellow walked I, I can tell you can just tell whenever somebody spot like does it there's a certain look and all ah. so he was walking up the road and I goes around watch this and Ryan goes what and I goes just wait and then he stopped and he goes to me Tony and I goes yeah and he goes I, can I get a photo for the group chat and I goes yeah no problem at all so he took a photo of me and he goes and then and the f- I was like right dead on Joey. I wasn't gonna say tag me. I was like right sweet. It's for the group chat. So I was like you're you're probably joking or something about me anyway. So I was like this is sweet. But it doesn't bother me. But it was the thing. The only other words he said to me was I thought you'd be a lot bigger in person. And I was like the first words that were gonna come out of my mind was I was gonna turn around. I was gonna say something very negative back, like a retaliation. I was gonna just be blunt as fuck. And Ryan saw me go it, and then I just paused. And I just laughed it off and I goes, ah, well, I goes, Photoshop and Instagram, it's all a show. And I just go, see you later, mate, have a good day. And it took all my will not to turn around and say something very, very cheeky back. Uh, But it was one of the things where I was like, one, that gets me nowhere. Two, he came up with probably the negative intention of posting that in his group chat anyway. Oh, yeah, yeah, 100%. 100%, especially when he said group chat. But I was like, you know what? doesn't bother me. I'd be the world's worst if I said no. And then I was like, and on top of that, there was like a slight joke with a jag. And I was like, subconsciously, I was like, well, that doesn't really affect me. But I was like, imagine he goes on like that to to loads of people. Do you know, like the first things he's saying is not fuck, oh, do you know what? He's you know, this or that. It's straight off the bat. Maybe that is just his first thought. But like, if I see a girl out and she looks really good on in Instagram, I don't turn around and the first thing I go is, fuck you look a lot better in photos like jesus christ look. yeah that's, uh, it's it is so true. It, but then again the other thing is because say if he does listen to the podcast people do have this thing good colin gaddis talks talks about it where people believe like they're they're your friend because they listen to you for an hour every week some people don't even talk to some of their friends for an hour every week yeah very very true so I he was I'm like people come up to them, people come up to them and go like ask him how his kids are and ask him and he's like that happens to me oh yeah, like do I, do I know you do I know you lad and he's like oh no I'm just listening to the podcast and like fuck right um, and he goes at the start he was kind of like fucking weirdo but now he's kind of like that's probably true because you've been listening to my podcast for for his is probably six or seven years but like I, I'm the same like the, there in the last couple of weeks like out of gigs like he gets so many pictures taken 
and you're never tagged in any of them. And you're like, where are they going? Like, like where are they going? They're definitely going in the grape chats, but I would say most of them now. Fair, most of them, there's nothing negative about it. But there's bound to be the old one going, "This fucking bollocks here," <laughs> you know. But I don't mind it. Like, I don't care. The boys are always dead on getting the picture taken. There's no like cheekiness. Like, we do have a big, we do have a big fan now that comes to the gigs. Who? Uh, Jeremy McGurk, big man, big Ooh. arm man. You know, he Ever. was he was caught he was caught dancing the throne and dairy song. So just a oh, word of warning, Dermot, I see you. Um, he puts up the podcast picture all the time from the dance floor. <laughs> but uh, no, there there is a lot, but there's a lot of that. There's a lot of there's a lot of that kind of where they make them wee jokes, but they're you know you kind of have to remember. Fuck, they probably do mean nothing by it, but. It can it's be, like, it, 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 it can be a wee bit embarrassing if you're, say, if you're a group of your friends and they say so, yeah. and then their friends are like, but you have to remember, like, and it's, 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 it's a wee bit weird saying this, but if you're in the public eye, you can't really retaliate the same way as you would if nobody knew who you were. There's a balance, I think, as well, too. It's just one of the things where what you say to people spe- says a lot more about yourself. Yeah. Like, the first thing I picked up there, I was like, Fuck! I wonder if he in a bad like. This sounds metal, but the first thing I think then is I'm like, fuck! I wonder if he in a bad place if that's the way he goes on. Cause, he probably didn't mean yeah. anything by it. He probably thought he was just having the crack. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. But it's one of the things where I overanalyze stuff I got now, not to like where I'm like, fuck! I'm small. I'd be like, wonder if he all right? And I didn't get his name or anything. And then it's one of the things where I just feel like to not to end that note, but to sort of move on. I just feel like I was listening to a lot of Jordan Pearson lately. Now he's a very Fuck's controversial it. topic. But I do really enjoy his stuff. I really, really like it. I really like a lot of it. I really, uh, I really find a lot of it in depth. But he makes a very good point about like, because uh, he battles a lot of feminists. Now there's a fine balance between a feminist and a ultra feminist. So he battles a lot of the ultra feminists. You know, the ones that aren't about equal rights are more so like women are treated too poorly. Yeah. But he highlights yeah. a good couple of points because uh, Jordan Peterson's like the exact opposite. He's almost like a manist, if that's a word. So like yeah. he was highlighting in a, in a podcast I was listening about the fact that no real men are told they're good looking or they're not told like, they're not told enough. Whereas like look at a female's Instagram picture. How many other of the same sex are Talner, she looks good. Now, men are starting to get better. This you'll see it in my Instagram. Like people go God mode king, but like we're talking here, one hundred fifteen thousand followers. Remember, I had a thousand, two thousand. It wasn't happening. Hey. I feel like it's one Who's ready, like king? To you? I know, I know. Don't even talk. Don't even talk. It's where I'm paying. It's probably ma, but uh, <laughs> it's one of the things where I feel like some of the things I got for certain people will make a big difference. Oh, I, oh big time. Big time, like I think, it's. I feel like there just needs to be more men. men don't build, up other men. Yeah, they don't build them. They don't build each other up as much because a lot of them, sadly, a lot, a lot of men are. They're like they don't. They, a lot of men don't like to see other men do well because it makes them feel inadequate. Competition, I think. Even if you're in a different like realm, like a PT and a DJ or fucking, you know, like a property developer and a and a painter. You know, they're like, oh, fuck, he's probably selling drugs. Remember that? That used to be a thing. Boy, has a nice car. Fuck, I wonder what he's doing. Oh, I think he done well from crypto. Nah, he's probably selling drugs. You know, that's the thing. Like, men would, you know, they don't like to build each other up because they probably think if I build him up, someday he might take something from me, which is a weird thing. But we've gone totally off topic here about the daily practices. <laughs> what would you say if we had to do three like practices? Well, what? Finish that first. <laughs> But I was enjoying. It. I find that very interesting. Uh, like, I, it's just one of them things where I feel like 
whenever you're you're not thinking clearly or you feel like you don't bring enough to the table, that's when that comes up. I feel like the Andrew Tate stuff about status relates to that quite a bit where he talks about like when men are competitive against each other because they feel like they don't have a really good career, they don't have a really good family, a good relationship, they feel the need to be more competitive. Whereas if you're self-sufficient, you know, you're in shape, you have a good job, you have a good mindset, you know, maybe you have multiple good traits like humor, stuff you've worked on with yourself. Yeah. Then you're more likely to surround yourself with people that build each other up. And that's why environment then dictates progress. Whereas if you aren't working on yourself, you aren't getting better, you you don't really you're not able to get in them circles, them groups. You don't attract them. Not attract I hate that word attract. You can't mix with them sort of people because them opportunities come up all the time without you realizing it and you'll miss them or you'll you'll think that person doesn't suit you, but you go, you end up connecting with people who connect in your level. And I feel like that idea of the men building men things up, I feel like a lot of men look at other men, especially without realizing it as competition for the opposite sex. I've been guilty of that before whenever I've been a low level thing. And I think a lot of people yeah. not I think a lot of people won't admit that in an open public, but when you listen to this, if somebody had said to me three, four, five years ago, five years ago whenever I was single, do you deep down feel like it's sort of a competition for the better looking females, stuff like that? And the thing is, it fucking is. I don't care what anybody says. It is a status thing like that's why, uh, and I feel like this is this is now this isn't going on to the the taste stuff, but a case of like, Joe, who are sort of the if you were to rate like alpha females, alpha males, and all that shit, like good looking females doing well for themselves, are they attracted to men who have shit personalities, a shit job, no money, and in terrible shape? No, they'll usually have one of the attributes. They'll either be extremely good personality wise, a really good job or money. Yeah. Or they'll be in shape and obviously the more of these traits you have the better it is and you'll notice that if you look around relationships where if you if you pick out a really good looking girl in your local area that comes to mind most of them will be going out with men who show these traits yeah you might have and you'll notice the people the men that show more of them traits in each area or excel in one prime example whenever you're younger the highest quality trait is your quality minor that's a really oh, alpha yeah thing. yeah yeah really alpha thing so females are attracted to that as you get older you'll notice money becomes more apparent uh, that sort of becomes a main alpha. Social trait. social standing changes slightly when you get older. It's not just it's not just enough to be a good footballer. No, no, no. Instagram starts to fucking add up as a status thing as well. Uh, you know, income security, obviously your actual sense of humor, uh, stuff like that. But I feel like it's one of the things where that is just a very interesting topic, and it's the same for males or for females. Like, yeah. you'll you'll look at how uh, without people admitting it, the men will look at how females age and. The look at other things and that's just actually psychology now people won't like to admit that but that is and this is the reason why i feel like a lot of people won't uh, it, this is what a lot of people think but will never say openly in public to other yeah. males and i feel like that's a reason why they then feel guilty or they can't process their thoughts trust me see whatever you're thinking as a male no matter how dark no matter how selfish no matter how we, other males have thought that doesn't mean they've acted on it but they've thought about it yeah like yeah. Most men that are in a relationship, now don't get me wrong, there's a difference. Not every man thinks about cheating, but there's scenarios where girls hit them and you go, no, 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 that's not for me. The, the idea can pop into mind. It's different. It, it, you know, the fucking girl's going on, you're like, what the fuck's going on here? If this kid, like, what the fuck? But it's one of the things where you are a man, you're, you're ingrained like that. Certain thought processes are normal to come into your mind, but it's completely different to act upon them. It's like, you might get the urge to rob a fucking bank or fucking hit somebody completely different to act upon it. But ah, just know yeah. that whatever you're thinking as a male, 
analyze that and sit with it and let it sit. And we'll go back to daily practices. I apologize for that, but that was a very good topic. Yeah. No, just we'll 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 just to to wrap off the daily practices part. If there was like if you had three daily practices that set you up or set you apart from someone else, like like three, three or four, it doesn't really matter. The number doesn't matter. But if there was three things that if you did every day or four things you did every day that you know would ultimately make the day better or give the day a better chance to be better, what would you say? What would you think? Two things that have changed my life in the last eight weeks, changed my life, is I went from getting up at eight to six, and I know we just went through the morning routine yeah. stuff, but I'm going to be honest. For me, getting up earlier is a must. It doesn't have to be an earlier. If you get up at eight, get up at half seven, have a cup of coffee, have a breakfast. If you don't want breakfast, that's fine. Watch 10 minutes Italian the fucking morning. Don't start your day rushing. It's a, it's a mess. What about the way you get up? Do you know Do you know about the, like, the NASA thing? Where your alarm goes off, you open your Five, eyes, four, three, two. you put yourself yeah, under think- that pressure and your your feet touch the ground. And then as soon as your feet touch the ground, well, you like, well, you're physically up, you're up, you're up. Yeah, and I, I, I rate that. I highly rate that. Well, that I, and that's one of my main things where... That comes from a last, doesn't it? I forget that comes name. from a lady, yeah. I forget her name as well. Like the whole time, Business like coach, when, yeah. when I was coming back and forth my beef a couple of summers ago, like I might have been getting into the... I made me finish DJing at 4 a.m., getting back to the apartment at half four. And I might have been waking up for a flight at six. And I mean, like, you would be, you'd be wrecked, like, you'd be wrecked tired. But I knew if my alarm went off, I'd wake up. I'd have the highest setting would wake me up like a horror show. And the eyes would look at the roof. And I knew within seconds, I needed to start my countdown. I need to get my two feet flat on that floor. And if I got my two feet flat on the floor, the next thing I had to worry about was getting into the shower, get the shower up full blast, and then I'd be grand. I knew I could motor that day. Everything would be good. But if I delayed getting my feet onto that floor, there was going to be issues. There was going to be problems. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely agree with you. I think that's on the money. I would say the other thing that's changed my life, and I'm going to be honest, most men need to do this. And Journaling. I'd say, say we, we have a thousand listeners I'd say very little are doing this because I've been guilty of it too. A very little will have the balls to do this. And if you do, send me a photo of it if you do it for a week straight. You can send me it all over Instagram and I'll actually be fucking, I'll give you credit where credit's due and I guarantee you feel better for it. it the one thing that's changed my life is my mindset coach told me to journal and I've yeah. always been like, I've journaled in bits and pieces, but I'm talking about consecutively at the start or end of a day. And for me, yeah what do you want to journal the most problem is most people don't like journaling right and what you want to ask yourself is uh, you only get, it's a skill so the thing is you're going to be shit the first time you sit down with a pen and a book five minutes is all you need i done five minutes today that's it and the questions i ask myself is just whatever springs to mind so my yes this question was how can i be a better person not a better fucking businessman just a better person and the first thing i wrote down was i was like i need to listen more and interrupt less first two things and i was like there's two things for me to work on because most men think they're working on their mindset when they're working on their body. It's two different things. And see if you don't work on your mindset, I'm going to tell you now, man, because I've done this. You will get fucked over in the long run because you haven't done the groundwork. It's just like going to McDonald's and not working on your body and your dad every day. You'll end up a fat fuck and you'll be ripping. Versus if you don't work on your mindset, you'll fuck up relationships, you'll fuck up issues in your life and you'll go, that could have been easily avoided. But the problem is, you can't see the cracks on your house when you're in the inside of it. You can't see the issues with yourself whenever you're in the middle of it. You need to take a bird's eye view and go, 
am I like right question like am I happy Jordan Peterson always says sit in the head of your bed in the morning or in the night and ask yourself where in life am I fucking up and everybody will have an answer you might not like it you might go nah there's no way I'm fucking up truly is it getting up too late is it giving your wife enough care is it having too much fucking porn is it watching too much on your phone is it yeah. procrastinating there will be one area that you can work on and it's not a case of beating yourself up the reason that's coming to mind is because you can be better and for me if i've been brutally honest if if i had had the journal i would have saw it probably diving into work a little bit too much yeah and i probably could have pulled myself out a little bit sooner and i think that would have saved a lot of aggro for me yeah. a lot of stress a lot of hassle and i'm just like I never want I never want that hassle again. Sometimes you have to go through pain like that to learn and hopefully somebody learns from my mistake. But a case of Well that's that's the same as in a journey. Like the journey's not journeys aren't there to kind of break you. They're there to make you. As long as you're ready to, you know, take it on board. People there is people you you know, you can keep making the same mistake again. But if you learn from your mistake and you learn from the hard journey, that will be the making of you. Like a lot of people a lot of people f- feel like if they go through a hard time that it's 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 there to break them, but it's really not. Like the hard time will make you, and it'll it'll you know you can you can everything can happen yep. that you can you can take something from it. And um, but the journaling mm. is good. I, I do a lot of journaling. I don't do it as I don't do it as consistently as I should. I would do it a couple of times a week. Um, and That's if I don't write it down, way. I do it in my notes. But I need to start writing them down again. Writing helps, I think. Uh, writing, ra- I, writing, I was, writing, what is it, fortifies it in your brain, same as studying. Like speaking out loud almost, yeah, I do agree with you. It's something that I've, I would have been like that as well. I would have been like, Joe, I feel like that's one of the reasons why if you write down the sets and weights you're lifting versus typing your phone, it's just more, it just signals more. For me, it's definitely one of the things where as well, like I've made the same mistake multiple times and see now that I'm journaling. Yeah. Like I don't know about other men, men are very shifty creatures, they're very... Joe, what's the best way to put this? They're not very, like, just being blunt. Most men are thick. Like, I'm thick as fuck at times. <laughs> and it's one of the things where you sometimes you'll have to stick your hand in the socket, get shocked, and you'll go, that's lesson learned. But if you're a thick cunt like me, you'll have to stick your hand in the socket, get shocked, come out and go, I'll not do that again. Six months later, you'll do it again. You need to wait until it's actually shocked you that hard that you want to change. Otherwise, you won't get it out of the journal. So I've got enough pain that now I'm journaling. Whereas if you do the journal, you'll not have to take the pain. And for me, that's such a better side of things. Now, pain always drives change, but I would say getting up early, the journal. And I I, I don't know. I think if there's one daily practice, I feel like you, you need to be doing some form of exercise, whether it's a slight yeah. walk, a run, a gym session. Now, just even take yourself outside. I feel like a walk for five, 10 minutes after your dinner counts. That's enough for me. Yeah. Just yeah. with your dog. And I, like that is enough just don't work come in and sit because although that feels fine and all that and it's already the other day habits build us where we're building ourselves up or we're breaking ourselves down in every hour just like the main thing your your habits you pick your habits and your habits build you as a person whether they're good or bad that's down to you whether you become lazy fat you're not good that's down to your habits as much as you don't want to move that whether you're like for me, for example, I could be a lot more productive. I've had a habit of scrolling, kicking in. So I've had to move Instagram on my phone. So like, for example, you know, like a lot of people here will open up their phone. I go open up Instagram on your phone. You will open it within about 20 seconds, three seconds, because you, your muscle memory. Yeah. So a really good tip is I move it every couple of days whenever I notice that pickup. And then what it does is I end up fucking opening the calculator or something shit. I right, put it inside uh, a folder. Yeah, put it inside a folder. And then I move the calculator to where it is. And that, that way, or something else. 
And a lot of the time, actually, with Google Sheets in there, and it reminds me of my main plan. Yeah. But a case of uh, it re-emphasizes that. Like as soon as you open that, and people go, "Well, I'm just going to click on Instagram," but you get a you get a metal block there, so it's not habit. You're getting like a I've moved this purposely so you don't fucking scroll. So yeah. here's your warning sign: don't do it. And then usually it works. Now it, it's putting me barriers like that in place. That would be my three. What would you say is your three? Like three daily practices. That would be mine: exercise, journal, leave it up earlier. If I'd pick one that could make the biggest impact in somebody's life, I'd say journaling would make a big impact. In most men's that don't do because I would have went. That's a bit wishy washy. That's a bit shitty. Yeah, that has made the biggest difference. Well, one of the one of the big things. Well, I'm the same with the getting up getting up at the right time, getting up, trying to, when I'm coming home, like tonight, tonight I'll get home from the Hatfield at about quarter, today, today's Tuesday, by the way, about quarter past two, I'll still try to get up at 9 a.m., circa, circa 9 a.m., um, just to kind of keep keep the same rhythm. Um, but one of the big things that I do daily, one of the big things I think has had a, had a great great effect in my life is in my, in my relationship, we would rate our day, and rate how no as as to as a together and as you know and as an individual so you rate how you got on that day um from like how productive you were from an emotional point of view from a healthy point of view and there's one other one don't know what there's four things that I so you just rate your kind of day and then you rate where you are at um, and I find that by doing that it makes a big difference because it makes you literally break down you know where you were at that day be it in your relationship be it at work be it uh like maybe you ate really bad that day but you didn't realize you ate bad until you actually thought about it you know, maybe snacked all day or maybe you know you're, you're a poor lunch or maybe you just didn't eat enough at all but i found that that's had a massive effect on like when at the end of every day when you break down you like you rate your relationship you rate working you rate everything then you you know that i can't let this go on for a second day because once it gets on the second day then you start have issues if it's a third day then you have issues so you put an end it there and then if it is an issue in your relationship you break it down you talk but the, talk. More, the more you do it that i've we've been finding the less problems you ever have in your relationship because you don't let anything faster you just say it there and then I'm a cunt for letting things faster. Yeah, well, everybody is. I I would be. I would have been. You know, well, no, not as bad. Like, I would have been pre-2018. Probably would have been very bad. I would have let things faster for years. Uh, pure animosity, like. Uh, but I would never have even said it. But now, like, nothing will even faster for five hours. You know what I mean? It's yeah. kind of like... And I found that I, I got that one from... Uh, I forget his name. You know the guy who created Ridiculousness? the tv show yes, Ro- rob rob decker or rob drecker whatever whatever he is anyway um he talked about it and he they, he does it and i was listening to podcast going that makes a lot of sense um and he breaks it down him and his wife break it down and and then they do it with their kids as well but in a different way and um, it's tough to be consistent with that though isn't it like it's not you know it's not it's it's just you need to like when you're having your con if you're if you don't live with your girlfriend or whatever and you're having the or you're in bed with your girlfriend at night and you have the conversation before you go to bed it's just a quick couple of minutes and just go here no rate your day or how could the day went better how could it went better and um what went well what went good and rate rate us you know, and then that's it. And then you talk it over. You might have a bit of fun, a bit of crack, and then that's it. But if there is an issue, pops up. 
you can just put it to bed there and then and go, oh, maybe, maybe like someone did say something that was a joke, but they didn't take it up as a joke. Well, you said this earlier, it kind of annoyed me. You go, fuck, I was only joking. And you go, oh, I didn't know that. And you're like, geez. And then you'll know that for the next time. I think a really good thing is Jordan Peterson says this, and I'm sorry to keep quoting him. I've just been listening to him so much lately. He says that when he, he rationalizes it, would you, the problem is most, pe- most people, including myself, won't take the short term pain of the issue of dealing with it now and they push it way down the line and it gets a million times worse. Oh, yeah. So realistically, that is stupid as fuck. Take a little bit of pain now to save yourself an absolute nightmare later. And it's just the exact same as it's everything. It's that we short term, short term pain, long term gain, or you can have short term gain and smooth sailing for a couple of weeks and then you get smashed later. And that's in every area of life, Joe. It's it's in every area. So sometimes that awkward conversation, it's a lot better. I think a lot of people have done this. If you don't do it sooner rather than later, you regret it. Yeah, oh, a hundred percent. It's this is a beautiful podcast. Thank you. This. Uh, this is this is probably one of the best we've done in my opinion. Uh it's it's definitely up there, but it's like very very good. It's 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 very simple. Like you know, if you worry about the small things and don't let the small fire, every fire starts small, unless like it's a fucking missile. From but a you spark, know, yes. But you know is. what I mean? It's a spark. Like if you see a candle beside a curtain, <laughs> you know, don't just go, oh, fuck, it'll be grand. Like you know, let it turn to pre-mark. <laughs> you know what I mean? Don't like blow that candle out, and then you don't have to worry about the house burning down. You know, yeah. if your missus is a wee bit high strung or your boyfriend's a wee bit high strung today, probably not the best idea to go in and start fucking winding them like, you know? Yeah. You know, it's probably like- not the best idea to go in and go, you know, say X, Y, and Z or try to be cheeky or try to be just try to be a dick or just be a dick. It's a probably not the best people- idea to do that, you know. Cause believe me, there's days when you're in a bad mood that that uh, that they will notice that and then they will go easy on you. You know what I mean? I think this all relates back to that people don't pre-plan in and don't give themselves enough mental or energy bandwidth to do these things. So like at the end of the day, if you don't have that effort, that energy to give your over half a couple of minutes of talking to, as much as you don't want to say it's your fault, I've been guilty of this, it is your fault because you're prioritizing other things. Now, it's not prioritizing. You're maybe doing it unintentionally because you're spreading yourself too thin. Yeah. Give your So so I've been really bad at this where I'm like, I can fit all this in during the day. And you're like, oh, there's still loads of time in the day. But you've only so much energy. And once your energy's gone during the day, it's gone. So the thing is, if you don't leave some energy in for your other halves or your family members or whatever you need to work on, it's not gonna it's not gonna be there even if you think it will be you need to actually go i need to leave 10 percent or 20 percent of myself available mentally for this so yes there will be certain days where our stress is coming you can't do it but if you notice you're spreading yourself too thin yeah you, you're going to notice something else take the fall for this because that time yeah. period just like the bathtub is going to go and i think that already it's back to energy management and making sure you give yourself that little bit of time that little bit of thinking time yeah. then you can journal with that and then you can implement from that and that's, it's all comes down to your time Ma- not management but control that's all a loop it's all just a well that was my final po- thing was yeah very positive or negative feedback yeah. loop in that just a wee bit of me time and me time doesn't have to be an hour it doesn't have to be two hours it can be five minutes yeah great it, can, it can be like it do, like it can literally be you could be a growing man and you know what playing one game on FIFA or just 
going for a go. You know what? You know what? I I had to do a few times, and this is this like when I was in a relationship years and years ago. Girls really pissed me off for a long period of time. Shouldn't have been in the relationship. I used to go to the shop, but I never went to the shop. I used to go. Do you want anything from the shop? No, no, I'm all right. Okay, right. And I used to just drive around and listen to a podcast or listen to like a bit of music or listen to something just to kind of get me like out of that kind of scenario because the scenario was kind of wee bit it was just sour it was sour it wasn't a wee bit sour it was very sour but it was unknowingly sour so I used to go for a wee just a wee drive and then fuck the traffic is always really bad in Belfast so the drive took a wee bit longer maybe half an hour but when I came back I was I felt like right I got that done so then I could I could rejoin the <laughs> rejoin the, the the fucking shit atmosphere, but that would be my last kind of I like that last I thing is just very... take if it's five minutes. You know what? And I noticed doing this a few mornings. I'm super busy at the minute. There's one thing you said earlier about the attract thing. I, like since maybe August time, uh, big turn up like in in people coming to the gigs, put on their own gigs. Now all of a sudden everyone is reaching out to work with me like I mean daily like a new big company daily like it's mad at the minute right um, yeah. and I think that the, the, I put that out there and it's attracted people's attention people are saying fuck mind him jeez he's going well let's do a bit of work together let's do that I've noticed in the morning I'm taking an extra long shower now because my phone's going 90 like woke up this morning loads of emails from this Dutch guy that I'm sorting shit out for and I knew I had to get back to it but the one time I knew I couldn't have my phone this morning was in the shower now there will sooner or later Apple will probably want that's not going to work so Apple's going to go we're going to do a, a waterproof phone because we want the phone in your hand at all times but I, I noticed this. I noticed this morning like I was in the shower and I was like you know what I'm going for a wee 10 minute 15 minute shower here and it just stood there with the water coming down, and it was like a it was like a real breather because there is that thing where if your phone's beside you, you feel like you have to lift it, like it's tough, like it is. Apple are the best at what they do for a reason. You know, they created a thing that you want more of. You no, know, like no, tic- TikTok is TikTok is amazingly made that you go Just on to watch one TikTok and then before you know it you're there but that's everything's the same as dopamine 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 but that extra me time in the shower like not the actual me time but uh, not, the, not the 10 minute me time the 10 minute me time and what is lasting 10 minutes on this podcast <laughs> But the like the extra 10 minutes just to lie under the water and just go you know what fuck it I'm ready for this day let's bring it let's do it I definitely agree with you. I think as much as you were saying about the features, I feel like five minutes without your phone a day, like it's not too much to ask. And I do struggle with that, it shows because I think everybody will. I struggle with use with. Here's a question I, mean, I get asked all day, Tony. You made this month, I don't know if you do it. When was the last time you went to the toilet for a number two without your phone? Fuck. Uh, like, no, have you ever went in? If you ever went down, the boy changed the question. If you ever went in for a number two and went, fuck, I don't have my phone, went and got your phone. 
Oh, Jesus, no. But I've, I went there. I, I usually in my own house, like if it's around dinner time and stuff, I won't because my phone is usually like... Uh, you do, you turn it off for them period of time. Well, not turn it off, but you airplane I mode. It, yeah, I try and leave it. Yeah, I try and leave it like airplane mode. I try not to turn it back on. But fuck, I would say it's a rare occasion. So that does highlight it. And the thing is, that's disgusting too because you're probably using it and wiping your it, arse. It, and ca- it came up. The, the reason it came up is it was on a podcast on my Irish boys podcast. And the guy said that he knew he was addicted to his phone because when he used to turn it on the airplane mode, to get us flight to London from Dublin, he used to freak the fuck out and get panic. Get like it annoyed him that he was missing stuff. He was he was like an up and coming business guy, and he ran like uh, seminars and stuff. And he realized when he put on airplane mode, he was like, "What well, if someone needs to get me?" And he goes, "It was an hour and twenty minutes." And he goes, "That's when I realized I have a serious issue." But I just went, "I don't know when the last time like." I didn't have my phone for extent, and I, I I used to be really good about it on a Sunday. I used to always put my phone away on a Sunday, but now Sundays almost since COVID was weirdly people decide that Sunday's part of the working week now. Yeah, it is. It's what, fuck, mate. That's a very heavy podcast. Heavy podcast. We need to put a warning on this one. Heavy, heavy yeah, load. Yeah. Very, very good. Uh, we'll call it there because it's probably over an hour. Uh, if anybody's, well, it's no point me saying if anybody's listening to this, anybody's listening to this, uh, come to the Hatfield tomorrow night. Enjoy and uh, like, rate, review. Please share this one in your story. Share this one in your story if any benefits you. And hit us up actually if there's stuff that you do because that's another yeah, good thing. Like if there's it. daily routines you do that we didn't think because there is certain things like, and I would say to someone, if they're in a relationship or even with their friends or their housemates like you and Sean could do this see the rate in your day see if your housemates are great and you know there's a good few students listen to this see if I know it's a bit weird for students to do it but see if your your housemates are great on you just say it there and then don't let it faster because believe me it's a long time to the first week in, in December and you don't want to fall out with your housemates but also in a relationship if you want to be in a relationship, rate your days, rate each other, rate the rate your relationship. It does actually help, and it's real. It's, it's a really good thing. It's one thing I will say. It's really, really good. If if you there's just one, don't apply too much pressure. I don't apply too much pressure, but do it do it slowly and surely. But before you know it, you'll be like, right, let's come on, let's let's rate everything. But the 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 one thing is good is although don't let things faster. That's another thing because I think I think us uh, as so people, everybody terrible. thinks guilty in the past of letting things faster, and the smallest thing becomes the biggest thing because you've created it in your head, which we all. And then you'll know when you go, "Fuck, I was well, you know, I I knew that was nothing, but your your head can play tricks on you." But there's nearly an hour, guys. As Tony says, rate review, keep it going. Like sharing a story and let me know if you want us to dive back into this or any of our Well topics. we still have we, we have still the second part to get over getting over self doubt, so we'll do that another day. <laughs> sorry about that. Sorry for getting your hopes up and then uh not even talking about it. But yeah guys, we'll see you again next time.